This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. As always, I'm your host, Matty Ice, and happy Monday. Um, hope everybody had a great weekend. It was beautiful here in Virginia. At least the sun started to come out a little bit later in the weekend. Uh, we had what felt like torrential downpours earlier uh, on Friday, but you know what? It is what it is. The summer is here. We're all having a good time, hopefully, and I hope that we're all out there being safe in terms of you know our activities. We're not drinking and driving and so forth, but honestly, I hope you're living it up. I hope you're living your best life because that's what we're trying to do here in the Matty Ice household. However, uh, we've kind of reached a weird point where at least myself am confused about what we should be doing. And the COVID-19 pandemic, technically speaking, I guess, is still upon us. Um, We are in what, month 15 or 16 of the pandemic, depending on where it is that you decide to start the clock on that. And for the longest of times, we were asked to do what felt like our civic duty in a way. Um, We were asked to protect ourselves, and protect others via the mask wearing mandates and so forth. Uh, Given the fact that Donald Trump was our president and one of the things he was able to do, possibly even the only thing that he was able to do was traffic in such a way that politics and race and so forth became basically all in one to where you couldn't talk about anything without knowing if it was racism or politics or whatever. And everything got looped into the political landscape in a way that just felt so uncomfortable that we couldn't really have true dialogue and conversations anymore. It seemed as if every topic that we brought up, and it could be as stupid as what is your favorite muffin, came down to some political agenda or some political line in the sand was drawn to basically say that, well, you're either with us or you're against us. Society today feels like we are that way. You're either with me or you're against me. And it honestly doesn't matter what kind of like topic you're talking about or what kind of agenda you even feel like you're furthering. It almost feels as if we have to be divided. And mass wearing became at the forefront of what that felt like. I know that I have members of my family who did not agree with the way that the country took action, that the way that the states took action, that these mass mandates were stupid and so forth. And I have never, ever confronted because to me, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And that's the beauty of this country, in my opinion, is that you and there you go, is that you should be able to have your own opinion. Um, what it does not afford you is people disagreeing with that opinion, right? Like I have takes uh, here on political football and so forth that I'm sure people don't agree with. And I don't care. Like it's it's your right to not agree with them. And I don't force my agenda upon you. It might feel that way uh, in the context of having a podcast and so forth. But the way that I see it is this is an avenue for me to speak to you and to allow you to think outside the box. So if you're somebody who doesn't agree with what I have to say, the dialogue is there for us to have in order to say, like, well, I don't agree with this. And maybe we talk through it. And even if we agree to disagree, that was one of the reasons why this country was so great is because we could agree to disagree and it felt healthy. Uh, Mass wearing became so polarizing that it became violent. Uh, there were people who would confront non-mask wearers. There were non-mask wearers who would confront store proprietors and so forth. And in some ways, it became a little bit dangerous, not just in the physical sense, but the rhetoric of it. 
And when you started to look at the Twitter feeds, when you started to look at social media commentary, you realized that it was almost as if people felt they had to take a stand in one way or another. That if you were a supporter of Donald Trump, you couldn't possibly wear a mask and still support him because it was almost performative in a way. And what a what a word that I'm using there. But it's almost like, well, I can't be seen wearing a mask by other Trump supporters because then I won't feel like one of them. I have to look like I'm against them. And vice versa, if you didn't wear a mask, even if you felt like you agreed with a more liberal standpoint or you agreed that the pandemic was serious, but you yourself felt that you took care of yourself in a way that you were not a danger to yourself nor a danger to others, um, you felt like you had like you you were then identified with that other group, like a Trump supporter or a conservative, and you had to feel like you were part of the other, you know, the other group, the group that you you understood the pandemic, but you didn't necessarily feel the need to take the precautions the way that we did shut down the country the way that we did. And so it became sort of this game. Um, I know that for me, being asked to wear a mask didn't feel like a big deal. I understood that I was doing my job to save or help save other people that were in my immediate circle. And I think about my, um, you know, I think about my, my in-laws and my parents. My parents uh, don't live here. They live in Massachusetts. But I thought of it the same way that my father used to explain to me about seeing a school bus. He used to be driving and would see a school bus and he would say to me, no matter where I am, I would always think about you being on that school bus. And so he would alter his driving to make sure that he was as safe as possible around that school bus, thinking to himself, well, my son is on that school bus and I want to treat every kid that's on that school bus the same way. That's the way I thought about wearing a mask. Having a piece of cloth over my face was not an inconvenience. It certainly was not oppression. And I felt like I was doing something to at least help in some way other people. Now, the data will come back and tell you that it might not have been as effective as some people want to think that it was. It certainly wasn't as ineffective as others want to say it was. It was somewhere in the middle. It's the way that everything goes. Uh, if you listen to the episode that I did with Miss Joyce, she said there's three versions of the truth, mine, yours, and somewhere in the middle, which is the actual truth. And I felt that that was the key to the mask wearing mandates is it's not as great as everybody says, it's not as awful as the, some others say, it's somewhere in the middle. But for me personally, I felt like I was doing a duty to the people around me. I wanted to keep people safe that were in my bubble, which was incredibly small on purpose. Having a child at the beginning of the pandemic, all the unknowns at the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, most of the unknowns through the majority of the 2020 portion of the pandemic until basically that, um, vaccines started to come out and started to roll out and you felt like things were coming together a little bit we had a lot more knowledge about how to treat it about how to be hospitalized with it and i think the death rates were starting to come down because we understood some things the beginning of the pandemic really didn't and i think very possibly in years to come we will find out that our lack of knowledge on it affected the way that we attempted to treat it and i think that led to probably more death rates as a result Nobody's fault. I mean, it is what it is. When you have something that's sprung on you in this way, and I'm sure they went through this with the flu epidemic, with polio, with the AIDS you know, pan epidemic and all that stuff. I mean, there's so many things that you, you learn as you go and mistakes are made. So here we are. The vaccine is widely spread. And I'm talking specifically in America now because that is where my uh, lens is. That's where my perspective is. And we have had the opportunity to get it. They rolled it out in a way that felt a little bottlenecky, um, you know, making sure that those at danger groups were able to get it first and had access. It was clunky. 
the whole administrative part of it was clunky. And why? Because when you're leaving it up to any type of government, it doesn't matter if it's federal or state, it just becomes clunky. I work for the federal government. I know how these things work. And it took a little bit of time for things to get rolling. And then these groups started to get more and more vaccinated and they started opening up to larger and larger groups. And here we are, and I think somewhere in the vicinity of 70% of people in the United States that are eligible to get it have had at least one shot. So there are people who can't get it for various reasons, and then there are people who choose not to get it for various reasons. And we are in a place now where we are trying to toe the line of what to do as a country as a result of the decisions that people can make. So I'm confused for one because the mass mandates have been lifted some of the capacity mandates have been lifted and yet everywhere that i go people seem to still be wearing masks and what i don't know is that if that's a comfort thing like people are not just not comfortable being maskless because we've had to wear masks for so long if people are being overprotective of themselves and others because they feel that well just because i had the vaccine doesn't mean that i can't contract it doesn't mean that i can't spread it and so forth okay and then what you're not sure of is the people that want to virtue signal in a way that they are a good person and not be seen as the others, even if they are a part of the others, are wearing it just to be seen as the, the part of the herd, if you will. And all of those are reasons in and of themselves, some more valid than others, but I'm genuinely confused. The way that I have seen to handle it is, well, we should make sure that the proprietors themselves, the stores themselves, uh, if they tell you what they want, you should follow it, whatever it is that they want. So if I go into a store that there is no clear signage anywhere and I'm able to ask somebody, I will ask. And if they say, no, they're not required as long as you're vaccinated, then I go maskless. That's the way that I feel it, it should be, right? Um, if we go in there and they say, you know, we'd be more comfortable if you wore it because these small businesses, they might have just one person working there or whatever. And we went to a... Um, a business down here and she said i can't tell you not to wear it but i as the lone employee in this very small store would feel more comfortable if you did so i did not a big deal um but it's just become very confusing and what i don't know is whether the government or the states are going to come up with some compromise in a way that kind of says look this is what you can do and if you choose to do this uh then so be it but uh or coming up with something that says certain business fronts or certain types of employers have to wear it. Who knows? I mean, it's just going to become complicated. And where I feel conflicted is that before this ever started, we had anti-vaxxers and vaxxers and we had sicknesses, we had flu shots and so forth, and we didn't wear masks everywhere. People who didn't get the flu shot didn't have to wear a mask. Uh, people that decided not to get any vaccines at all didn't feel isolated from being able to go anywhere. The only way that anybody would know is if you brought it up um, or if you got polio, which you would definitely know or maybe not. So we're in a tricky place in this country because we have people now putting more voice. And I mean, people that are prominent to putting more voice to, well, I have not gotten the vaccine yet. And it's mostly professional athletes to this point. And I bring up professional athletes because, yeah, you know, obviously when they say something, uh, people hear it and people are listening. Uh, Sam Darnold, quarterback, or you know, one of the quarterbacks of the Carolina Panthers, has said he doesn't feel like he has enough information. Um, 
and other players have come out to say that. LeBron, a few weeks ago, had a chance to put a voice to his concern about the vaccine. See, one of the other parts of this, too, is that we, and I say, and I include myself in that category, are looking at this from a predominantly white standpoint. Because white people, in my opinion, don't have any reason to question the, um, not legality, but the, the, the health nature of whatever it is that medicine is providing for us. We have really never been used as guinea pigs or lied to about something in a way that has affected our lives or have affected the base of a culture. Whereas black people have many reasons to feel uncertain about this. And I don't have the examples in front of me, but all it takes is a Google search to look and see that there is pretty good reason why black people are not trusting of the government when it comes to free anything, especially vaccine related. So you have those little subculture wars, if you will, that are at play. And there are a lot of people who feel justified in not getting it. Now, when these white athletes come out and say, I just don't have enough information, it feels a little bit misguided. It feels as if it's an uneducated take. And while adults are able to make those decisions, they don't necessarily tell you why. They say, well, I don't have enough information. Well, when 70% of the country has it, right, or at least one shot, um, what is the information that you are waiting for? Because enough people have gotten into where if there were mass symptoms in the, in the now, then you would know about it. And I know people are worried about what's this going to do to my children going forward and so forth. But let me tell you something. And Cleveland said this so perfectly on social media and on the manual is that there are people who are saying they're not going to put the vaccine in their body, but they're willing to eat McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's and drink and smoke and do whatever, right? Those things are just as toxic, if not more toxic than whatever it is that you think is in this vaccine. And to me, it's highly hypocritical for somebody to put that in their body, to take a chance with something that they don't know what's in it, especially processed foods, right? And then all of a sudden say, well, I don't know what's in the vaccine, so I'm not going to get it. How do those two things go together? How do they jive together? They don't, in my opinion. You look like a complete hypocrite when you're posting on social media about getting absolutely drunk on the weekends when that's killing you like that like every time you take a drink of alcohol it is literally killing your liver and you take that risk because you know that if you do it to excess it's going to have large implications on the rest of your life in terms of your health and isn't that kind of where we are in the vaccine even if there are longer term effects that maybe we don't know now isn't it just as unsafe as having a drink as eating a big mac right eating even a bar that's processed in some factory somewhere we have come to learn so much more about how bad processed foods are for you and yet we still do it but we're not going to get the vaccine because that's too dangerous it's just a really really weird place and when these athletes are putting voice to it in a way that makes it seem like they have more knowledge than we do and i say we as in the people that have gotten the vaccine but yet are not willing to put concrete definitions and facts around it it feels very very um uneducated and i hate to say that because or ignorant maybe and it's not a word i like to use too often because i don't like to necessarily assume that a grown person is incapable of comprehending what's in front of them 
by all accounts, Sam Darnold doesn't seem like an unintelligent person. He seems like a fairly intelligent person. So for him to want more information makes me wonder what exactly is it that they're waiting for? I would actually be okay if they say, I'm not going to get the vaccine and here's why. But the vague idea of, well, I just haven't done it yet. Well, why not? Because if you firmly believe something, and this is what I got on LeBron for, if you firmly believe in something, put voice to it. Your voice has weight. It carries water. That's, to me, important. Like, these players sometimes want to have a platform when it suits them, but not when it doesn't. LeBron wants to have a platform if it sells him sneakers or if it gets money towards social justice causes. But when he is caught at a party breaking NBA protocols because their team is one of the teams that has not met the vaccination requirements and is asked about his vaccination situation, which is kind of a great name for a band. Um, and he says, I don't think it's important. I don't want to talk about it. Well, why not? Even if it's something that, hey, look, I do everything I can to keep my body in as pristine condition as possible. And I just don't have enough information about what that could do for me because this makes me money. This is my livelihood. I could understand that. Or if he's skeptical of it because of the complicated history in this country of black people and free medicine, then putting words to that, putting your words and your face to that, and honestly putting LeBron's brand behind that is extremely powerful. And they missed an opportunity there. And we're not getting the same thing, right? We're not getting the uh, the power of the words. We're just getting these you know, white dudes basically saying, eh, I'm not gonna do it, I need more information, but not putting any information behind it. But these same guys use chewing tobacco, right? These baseball guys, or they drink, or they you know do something else that is the same as, to me, in mo so the same unknown in your body as anything else. And I just don't think that it goes together. We're in a very confusing place because in my mind, and this, you could totally disagree with this and that's okay, again, uh, we can agree to disagree, but we do have some type of a cutoff point where we have to say, look, all of this is over. I truly believe that there are just either people that can't get it for some reason. And if it's some medical reason, then I, don't, I just don't know what to do. I mean, we can't keep the country in this weird semblance of like limbo because some people choose not to get it or some people are incapable of getting it for whatever reason. Like there's a lot of people that are uh, exempt from certain things in life because of some genetic condition or what have you. And while it stinks, um, it's really tough because how do you manage? Do you manage by the, the minority or do you try to think about it holistically and what is best for the you know, the, the entirety of the, the country as a whole. Like if 95% of people have gotten their vaccine, I mean, I get 5% of 320 million is a lot, but how do we continue to quarantine our lives in such a way that, you know, still, I don't know, allows for some kind of a freedom? Because I feel like we are in need of getting back to that freedom a little bit. And we're kind of in this weird place where we're allowed to be certain places maskless, but we're not in certain places. And I think it's very regional. Here in Virginia, people seem to still be wearing their masks. And I do admit feeling like a turd going someplace without one. But I also know that for the 15 months of the pandemic before I got vaccinated, that I was doing everything I could to make sure that I was safe, my son was safe, my in-laws were safe, and others were safe. I kept my bubble to six people. I wore a mask everywhere. 
I didn't take any chances. Hell, we didn't even go on vacation to the beach because we felt like having a three-month-old wasn't a good it wasn't a good idea, and we just didn't trust you know the information that we were getting at that at that point. And now the vaccine, I was told to get it. I got it willingly, no problems. And now all of a sudden, it feels like I'm in a worse position from a virtue signaling standpoint going out maskless even though I've protected myself as much as I can it's just very confusing and I guess I wish that people who have a camera on them and a microphone in front of them that have a larger audience than I do would at least put real voice to why they won't get it instead of just saying I won't get it and leave it there I know that people think that it's an intrusive question to ask but when you're in the public spotlight like that and you're in a profession that is around a lot of other people who have families and so forth, I don't think it's that big of a deal to put some real words and real concrete evidence to your theory and your feelings. It's what makes dialogue happen. And if you come to me and say, these are the reasons why I don't wanna get it, I mean, I can't really dispute your feelings if you're actually coming out there and giving me legitimate reasons why. I have this, you know, this is wrong with me, or this is what this could possibly do to me, or these are the things I'm afraid of, like this heart condition and so forth. I would understand that. But I don't know, just the vagueness of, well, I've thought about it. And yeah, I'm just not going to get it. It just feels lazy. And I want better. That's all. So I hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, Monday's always tough, but we'll get through it. I know that we will. Uh, you know, definitely looking forward to more content in the future. Uh, announcement on this show, I started a new podcast called Drippin' Sports with Matty Ice. It is a sports-specific podcast that is also a part of the Matty Ice Media Empire, and you can find it wherever you find your podcast. Uh, it's a little bit of a different version of me than you get here. Here, uh, I try to be a little bit more eloquent, a little bit more calculated, and talk about some more serious content that is non-sports related, but over there, I'm trying to do all sports, and it's been fun so far. So definitely check out my first episode, which debuted on Thursday, and I definitely appreciate your support in that as well. There have been some that have already come over and listened to the episode for me, and I appreciate it. For more content, definitely check out MattyIceMedia.com, the menu of podcasts and YouTube channels that we have for you. And if you want to contact the show and tell me that I'm completely false and wrong in my take about where we are with the pandemic, uh, Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast is the place to find me. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Monday, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Soulfully Casual is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by Matty Ice Media.